Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Well, the traditional gospel reading appointed for today, All Saints Day, is uh, what is commonly known as the Beatitudes, uh, from Jesus' famous teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. Actually, all three readings are inspired and uh, are powerfully articulate what it is to be a saint. And uh, you are a saint now. Never forget that. The Beatitudes are one of the most misapplied, those sections of Scripture. And the way it is oftentimes misapplied is with the placement of the word if into the text. I once was actually at a church, and the theme for that Sunday was... Let, on that All Saints Day, was let the Beatitudes be our attitudes. And there literally was a B on the bulletin cover. And um, you wondered why nobody was there. But anyway, um, it, uh, it is one of these big misunderstandings. We read into it the if. Blessed are you if you mourn. Blessed are you if you are poor in spirit. The Beatitudes are taught as if what Jesus is teaching is some sort of attitude or character for us to attain... And nothing could be further from the truth. Matthew's gospel was written to a Jewish audience. And one of his key points is that Jesus is the absolute new everything in regards to Jewish symbols, Jewish imagery, Jewish heroes. And so in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is at the top of the mountain as the new Moses. And in there, he is functioning as the prophet spoken by Moses who would come, whom the Israelites were to listen to, spoken of in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. And the word blessed is very important as well. That word is specifically chosen because this would have hearkened everybody listening, it would have hearkened everybody listening to King David who wrote most of the Psalms. And in the Psalms, if you know, blessed is a very important word throughout the Psalter. Blessed is the man who does what is upright. Blessed of The blessedness of him whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And so you see, Matthew is doing something very specific here. And Jesus says in this, in this uh, Sermon on the Mount, he says, blessed are you. This is important, for these statements are descriptive. They're not prescriptive. There's no if involved in these statements. And this is my first point. What is being conveyed here is this. Jesus is functioning not only in his prophetic role as the Messiah, but in his kingly role as the Messiah. And Jesus is the Messiah who pronounces blessings on his people. Jesus is the Messiah who tells his people not what they should do, but rather he is the Messiah who declares who you are. This isn't about what you should become. This is about who you are. And Jesus is the Messiah is delivering these messianic blessings to his people. However, this is what makes the text, this is what makes the Beatitudes counterintuitive. Because what's the definition of blessing? The definition of blessing is God's favor. And when I think of blessing, my mind goes to a happy place. You know, when I hear people say they are blessed, it's usually in conjunction with their health and their wealth. 
I mean, if Jesus had said, blessed are you with amazing teeth, for you shall always smile, you know? Blessed are the good looking, for you shall always have a job and a date on Friday night. Blessed are the rich, for you shall not want for nothing, and you shall go to charity events and be reminded every time how blessed you actually are, you know? Blessed are you nice people, or basically good people, who hurt no one, for you shall have lots of friends. If Jesus had said that, well, then the Beatitudes would make a lot more sense, because traditionally this is how we think of blessing, don't we? You know, how you doing? If things are going well, blessed, I'm blessed. And so Jesus' message of blessing here in the Beatitudes doesn't quite look the same as the way the world generally speaks of blessedness. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, a.k.a. those who realize they have nothing to offer God, those who need mercy, not merit. Blessed are those who mourn. This just isn't those who cry, but those who feel the pangs of death. Those who water the earth with their tears. Blessed are the meek. Isn't that interesting? Those who do good to their enemies. Those who are trampled by their enemies. And don't say a mumbling word. This is counterintuitive. This is counterintuitive. And this speaks actually to all of us who have been baptized. Because as baptized Christians, we bear the name of Christ. So Jesus says, blessed are you when others revile you because you bear the name of Christ. Rejoice, he says, for you're in the company of the blessed prophets who came before you. This runs counterintuitive to most of the prosperity gospel nonsense that you hear spoken about in American Christianity today. And this is my second point. The blessing of Jesus is counterintuitive. This is the subcontrario nature of the gospel, or as my colleague Nancy Hanna rightly puts it in the vernacular, this is the flip-flop sense of the gospel. You see, God's blessing is to be found where you wouldn't naturally look. God's blessing is found in New York City tap water when it is poured over a head in baptism. God's blessing is found in ordinary things like bread and wine in which you were assured that the body of Christ was broken for you and the blood of Christ was shed for you. Christ's blessing is revealed in our poverty. Not the poverty over there. Christ's blessing is revealed in our weakness. Not in the weakness over there. That's the flip-flop sense of the Beatitudes. That is what we are being taught by Christ. And the blessing is revealed in the pains of your life, in the shortcomings of your life, because that is where you are often driven to your knees and realize your great need for saving, your great need for Jesus. And when you realize that, you realize you've already been given all the blessings from heaven already. And we have to realize that because if we're honest, we have to confess that none of us are meek. None of us are pure-hearted. None of us are peacemakers by nature, and the list goes on and on. For crying out loud, we're none of those things because we are New Yorkers. (laughs) And so in order to understand the blessing. In order to understand the Beatitudes, 
one must look to Christ because he alone embodies these things to the infinite degree. Although rich in the Father's love, Jesus on the cross became poor in spirit so that by his poverty you might become rich in God's grace. You might become rich in God's mercy. You might become rich in God's love. Jesus became for us the man of sorrows, the one who truly mourns, and he watered the earth with not only his tears, but his very blood to cover our sin and save us from ultimate rejection and death. Jesus is the one who hungers and thirsts for our righteousness, and out of his hunger you are fed in abundance with righteousness. He is the merciful one. He is the pure-hearted one. He is the peacemaker who makes peace between humanity and God, showing mercy by laying down his life for the world and for your sins. He is the one who is persecuted to the infinite degree, falsely accused and falsely convicted. Yet in his conviction, you are acquitted, justified, and declared righteous, made a saint Holy, not by virtue of your work, but Christ alone. And this is my third point. Jesus does the Beatitudes in his own death. And baptized and believing in him, nourished at his table, those Beatitudes become yours as well. So never forget this. As John writes, you are children of God now. There's nothing to earn. There's nothing to do. You are blessed to the full extent of that word in Jesus. This is the flip-flop sense of the gospel. However, in Jesus and only in Jesus can we hunger and thirst. Only in Jesus can we be persecuted and mourn and be called blessed at the same time. Simil justus et peccator, simultaneously justified and the sinner. Let me conclude with this. It is no mistake that our gospel reading is contrasted with the reading from the book of Revelation, where John is blessed to see the glorious life that is already ours in Jesus. All the company of heaven wearing robes washed white in the blood of the Lamb, those who had come out of the great ordeal of life. And there's a real trend in our, our culture to virtue signal. Out there, what psychologists are called virtue signaling. You know, oh, I'm really busy. Oh, at least I don't live in Lebanon or Syria. You know, my problems aren't that bad. But the truth is, is that life, while it can be short, it can also be long from time to time. And it is an ordeal. St. John sees. And today we remember today those who have died in the Lord. They are in that great multitude. And we rejoice in the fact that we too will be numbered with that great multitude. We who share in that baptism, we who share in that same faith, will share in that same glory. Soon by sight and experience. But on this All Saints Day, we remember now by faith alone. Given to you all in Jesus. Amen. Virtue signal. Out there what psychologists are called virtue signaling. You know, oh, I'm really busy. 
oh, at least I don't live in Lebanon or Syria. You know, my problems aren't that bad. But the truth is, is that life, while it can be short, it can also be long from time to time. And it is an ordeal, as St. John sees. And today we remember today those who have died in the Lord. They are in that great multitude. And we rejoice in the fact that we too will be numbered with that great multitude. We who share in that baptism, we who share in that same faith, will share in that same glory. Soon by sight and experience. But on this All Saints Day, we remember now by faith alone. Given to you all in Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. Produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.